everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Worry, It's Confidential. Hope everyone is feeling healthy and wonderful because I am not feeling my best. (laughs) I'm doing better than I was doing yesterday, but I have a cold. I know. Are we allowed to say we have a cold these days? But yeah, I have a cold. Everyone normalize the cold again. And I think it's just my body telling me to just chill out and just sleep, which is fair. I should probably listen. And I have been the past couple days, but you best believe I'm taking every vitamin possible, drinking every soup, doing all the things, sleeping 12 hours to be ready for the weekend. (laughs) Uh, And for my clients and for my responsibilities, of course, of course, that's number one. Actually, it is number one. I promise. Yeah. So one thing I did want to say, we're back to the era where I speak about sound. Throughout the interview, I don't know why my microphone was making this like weird sort of staticky noise, which I'm very upset about. I should probably like contact these microphone sellers, um, the company, (laughs) microphone sellers, because they're pretty new and I literally have just had them in my bedroom. So they should both be working at pristine quality, but apparently not. I'm hoping it was something with the connection and it's just a one-time issue and not a real thing, but we'll see. So yeah, sorry about that. There's not really anything I can do. Maybe there is, but my editing skills, I don't know what to do about it. So we're just gonna have to deal. Think about it as like a vintage record. You know, you're just, you're traveling through time listening to this episode. So anyways, let's get into talking about this episode. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. And yes, I do realize I say that every week, but I'm excited about all of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this one's about immigration, about being immigrants in Canada or uh, children of immigrants And that feeling of having two homes, of feeling split between two different identities or a couple different identities. And yeah, I just I just thought it was cool to share our experience for other people who share our experience to not feel like they're the only ones. And also for people to kind of be aware more of like what what the different experiences are that their friends, their peers, their coworkers have gone through. We also take time to just like reflect on our family and appreciate everything that they've done and the the difficulty of moving to a new country and starting a new life and how that's influenced us. And yeah, just really take a moment to appreciate that. And I think that's an important thing. Anyone can take some time to appreciate their parents for everything they've done and also the life that you have. It's always good to practice gratitude. I always tell my clients practice gratitude because it'll shift your perspective on how you see your problems in your life. Yeah. So I hope you have some laughs. Hope you you notice the beauty and the joy of different cultures and different experiences. And yeah, I hope you got something from it. As always, please share this episode. If it means anything to you, if you have a friend and you think that they would appreciate it, share this episode. And please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Instagram at Don't Worry It's Confidential. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Love you all. This guest is a beautifully thoughtful human. She has a heart of gold. She always has 20 jobs going. And strangely enough, has the best and the worst memory all at the same time. 
We've only known each other for two years, but I think we're destiny friends because we met the first day of our masters and have been inseparable ever since. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I love to just make people feel emotionally raw as we're starting the. You've done it. <laughs> I've done it. Perfect. I didn't know if the best and worst memory thing was going to be like a bit rude. No, but that's like, accurate. It's, that's, it's, that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It's very accurate. You somehow would like show up on my doorstep and be like, <laughs> it's your anniversary of the day that you were sad. And then like say like, I'm literally like, oh yeah, like it's. I can't think of a no, really I'll classic. No, ask questions. Reason. It's been happening a lot recently. Yeah, <laughs> need to get it checked. I'll ask a question. Someone <laughs> will, someone will answer, and I'll just ask the same the question, same question. Like two seconds later without like not even listening to their answer. It's very bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so the get to know you questions. Honestly, it's getting harder and harder to come up with these, but here you go. <laughs> Would you rather go to space? Or get to explore unseen parts of the ocean and why? No offense to like space and the new stuff coming with that. But like, I just don't care. Like oceans are amazing and there's endless things to explore. Ocean for sure. Ocean for sure. Like the depth of it, the colors, the fish, the different animals. No offense to space. No offense to space, but like, fuck that. (laughs) I honestly think people are very divided on that. Like, it would be a very clear answer for each person. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I would say I'm an indecisive person, but that was... You were ready to go. That was pretty clear We love that here. Okay. If you could magically have one talent, like your expert level talented, one thing, what would it be? I was always really envious of the girls that were like really good at soccer. Ooh. As a kid, like, so I like I was good, but wasn't like if I wasn't an all star, you know. So I think like being like extremely skilled, like flawlessly skilled. Would you go to the Olympics? I said no. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. yeah why yeah. not? Yeah. Okay. I think that that'd probably be like if you were asking me that as a kid, that'd be my answer. And um, I guess we're going back to our inner child. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Last question. What teen movie would you be in? Teen movie? Yeah. Like classic teen movie. I don't know if this is classic, but it is a teen movie. Mm. Love and Basketball. All right. No, so I don't know that movie. Answer, bad answer. No, it's fine. So we have a really sporty girl with us. <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my teen movie that I watched as a teen. And it was it was highly recommend. It's a really great one. Okay, would you be it's like, like the Lover main, Next Door main person? Would I be? The, I would hope so. <laughs> it would have to be for sure. Yeah, that that'd be it. Do you know their name? Oh my god, I don't. Not really a fan. <sighs> All right, everyone, go watch Love and Basketball. That's your reco for the week. So let's get into the topic. Are you ready? Let's do it. So yeah, you actually brought this topic to me, <laughs> and as soon as you said it, I was like, heck yes. Heck yes, (laughs) because it's something that's super close to me and something that is just who I am, you know, at the essence and the core. So today we're just going to talk about being children of immigrants, or in my case, having immigrated here, and just talk about our experiences living in Canada as two immigrant girls. (laughs) Immigrant girls take a potty. Exactly. (laughs) And just talk about our experiences because... 
for one, I feel like everyone can relate to kind of being split between two places if you've moved cities or if you've moved away even from your family home, but also just like the experiences of so many people in Canada who have parents who are immigrants or who are immigrants themselves or people around the world who have, yeah, immigrated. (laughs) How many times can I say immigrant in one (laughs) sentence? But yeah, so I'm excited to get into it. I feel like it's going to be a fun topic just to just to share our anecdotes about and laugh about the the differences and also just talk about what we've noticed growing up and as adults now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like why don't we just start off just telling everyone a little bit about your background so that people kind of understand what you're where you're coming from what your social location is <laughs> some may say social workers may say just to refresh everyone's memory my background <laughs> is Argentinian I moved here when I was five and both my parents are from there so we're all first generation in Canada Toronto go ahead cool so yeah I am not an immigrant I was born in Vancouver British Columbia Canada Um, My parents immigrated to Vancouver in their mid-20s, so maybe, can't do math. Um, But they've they've been here for a while and immigrated from Israel. And that's kind of like the short short end of it, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And why did you feel like this was kind of like a cool thing that you wanted to talk about? Hmm. Cool. Um, (laughs) super cool um I think it's it's a big part of my identity and and I think like the the aspect of you know the split part of it I think is is that really is that's how I would kind of use one word to explain it of you know being Canadian and feeling really immersed in Canadian culture whatever that that means and then also being Jewish and Israeli and you know the multiple parts of culture that come with that and I'm always kind of toying between the two of like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like, it, depending on the spaces I'm in, I'm often feeling like, mm, this is not me. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a big part in that sense. Yeah, totally. I think there's kind of a misconception sometimes in Canada that like, because I feel like I remember as a kid learning like the U.S. is a melting pot and then Canada is like a mosaic. Oh my God, yes. That was <laughs> I don't know why that just came back yes, to me right that was, now. That was it, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh, there's so many different cultures and here we don't like have people assimilate as much. It's more like everyone has their culture and we all live here together and like that's kind of the vibe of Canada. And like, it's not really. Like, obviously, I think Canada is pretty accepting. Like, I do feel like there is kind of a cultural awareness in general. Like, growing up, that's the feeling that me and my family had. But I do think that there is a certain, like, cultural expectation that is just, like, as it would be anywhere in the world, that is just kind of expected of you. And when you're not in it, it can feel pretty, like, who am I? Like, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think it's even just like even within certain cultures, there's there's all cultures are different and have so many like subcultures, right? Mm-hmm. And I come from a Middle Eastern culture, so my dad's side is Syrian and my mom's side is Turkish. So you know, growing up speaking Arabic, French, and Hebrew, um, like all those mixtures, and adding those things in, it's like there's just so many layers to it. And I guess the cool part about it is like people you know 
whether it's like Latino people or Middle Eastern people, it's like there's a, a like people are here that are from those cultures and there's like similarities. And, mm-hmm. you know, there'll be times where I'm like walking down Bloor Street and, <laughs> um, you know, I'll hear someone be like, yeah, let's go. And it's like a, this like instant pink of like, home. yeah. So, yeah. No, I agree. I yeah, I think that there is that in Toronto. Like you always do hear different languages and stuff, and it is so nice to like feel like you're feeling different cultures and like sometimes your own culture. Or even for me, if I hear Spanish, it like is my culture, even if it's not Argentinian. If I hear Argentinian, it's like whoa, like and, right? Because obviously all the accents are so different. Like people, I guess, don't really know that, but like every single accent in like South America even sounds like completely different. And so when I hear it, it's like, oh, my God. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I want to run up. Like, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Like, want to give them a hug. Yeah. Like, yeah. But then it's even like, yeah, just hearing people from different places. You do kind of have that feeling of like relating to. Yeah. Like it's it's like having your own little like bubble within this larger kind of system. And as soon as you kind of coincide with somebody else's bubble, it feels like homey and nice. Yeah. And I even feel that like with you as our friendship has formed, like I feel like it's nice to both be able to talk about like we have these uh, this other side of us and these other traditions and cultures and languages that we speak that are such big parts of our identity that often like I don't really get to talk about or it doesn't really even show like I like we both don't even have like don't have any accents Mm -hmm. or anything. And so it's it's kind of hidden until like it's nice to have somebody to be able to open up and share that with as well. Totally, totally. And, and it's it's funny because, like, yes, on one hand, I was like, oh, Mac. You didn't say my name. <laughs> Ruby. <laughs> um, on one hand, like, yeah, I, I brought this topic, but also it's just something that we talk about a lot. Like, it yeah. just comes up in our, in our day-to-day conversations so often. Because it's this, like, you know, referring back to previous podcasts, it's, it's a dialect. It's like yeah. a, it's a duality it's a duality Mm -hmm. it's a duality and it's also in some forms like a bit of a cognitive dissonance of just like two things that kind of contradict at times yeah Um, Yeah. and i think with that there's also like even though we both come from very different cultures we have that shared experience of like you know like either you being an immigrant or having immigrant parents which Mm -hmm. i think like there's just parts of that that like things you go through that you don't even realize are a thing and then until you start talking to other people that yes. also have been through it and you're like oh my god your mom also says this yeah <laughs> or like, like some canadians you mention something they're like they look at you with like a face of like what the fuck yeah and it's like it's like they've never like it's just like that doesn't happen yeah let's we'll get to those after but i kind of want to start with like that cognitive dissonance or that feeling of like yeah that splitness like what has been some examples for you that you've kind of felt Mm. split yeah I think it's like when I'm in Canada and I'm like talking in English and you know doing Canadian North American Western culture things it feels Mm -hmm. right I'm like this is part of me and then I'm in Israel and I'm like in the streets and I'm just like you know interacting with different people and eating different foods I'm like oh my god this is me I think like times where it happens is like where i'll be like maybe listening to music like middle eastern music at home here in, in vancouver and just have this like pang or like i'll be listening to like on the bus let's mm. say and i'm just like where am i like i'm not where i'm supposed to be yeah. um it's like this yearning for home and that, that kind of sounds dramatic in ways but it's just like this like this feeling of like a people don't get it 
and like the other side of it is like even in when i'm in israel sometimes or if i'm like you know speaking with my cousins like i speak fluent hebrew but it's not my it's not my go-to language so it's hard to express myself in certain ways and to have like deep deep conversations so even speaking the different languages it's like i have two different personalities like i'm like this like crazy person i mean in both ways i'm crazy but (laughs) (laughs) like when i speak you know it's it's just it's two different personalities and sometimes i wish they were the one but sometimes not and in, in the same way i was like kind of thinking about this in terms of like having just different realms in your life that you like occupy and i think like Okay, like I was kind of thinking examples that like people might find in their lives, and I think one of them that I for sure had was like, you know, this is for the for the, for the camp people out there, but like being a camp girl and like mm. being at camp in the summer, like in your overalls and like dirt and yeah. like your hair is always messy and like you're just like living this life and it's like part, it's like who you are. And then there's like when you go out with your biddies and you're like all makeup, <laughs> <laughs> all with your makeup and whatever, and it's just like those are two different people in a lot of ways totally yeah or even like your work persona versus like the person that you are with your friends like on a Friday night like it feels like two different worlds Mm -hmm. but I literally like felt like I could have just said what you said (laughs) with all of the stuff from before like I relate to that so hard and I think like yeah like I feel like my whole life was always like I thought when I was in Canada I was like I want to be in Argentina because I feel like that's where I really like am me and belong and like that's where I should aim to be and then like being there as I've gotten older when I was a kid it was literally like oh the best time of my life like with my cousins with my family with everything it was like amazing Mm -hmm. as I've gotten older obviously I've realized like there's more to a place than just like those happy memories totally and like that also was like a bit of a shock to the system I feel like because it was just like that goal of like going back was kind of like okay maybe maybe not like stable economy safety like like all these other things that like we take for granted living in Canada like was more of a factor and yeah like at the same time it was like I don't even know where I was going but like that sort of uh, like illusion of of having those two kind of aspects of myself and like what you said in like when you were in Israel and then you start realizing like you don't have this like even if you speak fluent you don't Mm -hmm. like fully connect I feel the same way like I speak fluent Spanish but like for example like when I'm listening to those songs it's like maybe I'm listening to songs from like two years ago or like three years ago (laughs) because who the fuck knows what the new music is you know what I mean like and then I go back oh my god that is no that's it because whenever I go back I'll like be playing a song with my cousins and I'll be playing like so. My, when my parents moved, let's say they moved in like the nineties. Okay, yeah. so like that's the music they brought. With them. <laughs> so so like, you're playing like the nineties. Yeah, there's like certain music, but like songs that like I know so well because yeah. I like I like grew up with them and like continued listening to them as like an older kid. So I like remember them. Mm-hmm. Those are songs that like most kids that grew up in the nineties have never like maybe heard of, but not really. Yeah. Um. So it's I, so my taste in in music is quite funny in some ways, but also I'm up to date with um <laughs> with it. Yeah, but, but yeah. I feel like it kind of gives you that like feeling sometimes of like oh, okay, I belong here because I am from here, but at the same time, I'm not. You know. So it's yeah. I feel that like in Canada, I feel like I belong, but then I miss a part of myself. But then in Argentina, I feel like it's the part I that part of myself is that. But I I miss some of like the being there, living there parts. Right. And like just the nuances of like what's been on TV for the past year and like the slang that's new and 
just those kinds of things like the those references and so then it does feel like this feeling of where where do I fit yeah 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 for some reason like music and food I think like Mm -hmm. obviously those are big parts of cultures but like for me those are the like two really big ones and I think it's it's like it's also there's an element of like connecting to like my Syrian and Turkish side that are probably in some ways it's often more those things like the other day I was making this like Moroccan fish yeah and I like out of instinct just like put on this like 10 minute Arabic song that like I knew my grandma really liked and I just but it was like this like automatic thing that I just did like sometimes yeah it was just yeah it's it's um it's melancholy. That's probably a good word for it. Mm, melancholy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you were saying that, I also felt like I was watching a soccer game yesterday with my family. And it was, was I like, playing? Yeah. You were actually the <laughs> Messi wasn't playing. It was you. <laughs> it was me. Um, but I felt that like kind of cultural connection and all of us like we're sending WhatsApps to each other. Oh, What's up? <laughs> What's up? That's also a yeah that's also only for immigrants (laughs) but yeah we are all sending pictures and it just felt like very connected in that way and so it's it's beautiful like I'm being having this split part of my identity is like one of my favorite parts about myself but Mm -hmm. I it also does like have complexities to it and I think it's it's cool to kind of mention and talk about totally I guess we talked about like that feeling of feeling split but I guess going more into that feeling of having two homes mm-hmm. or in your case kind of three homes mm-hmm. how has that been for you and like how do you feel like it's changed as you've gotten older I think it's older I get mm-hmm. the more it's like a part of my life like the more I'm like aware of it mm-hmm. I don't think I was aware of it as much when I was younger I mean I kind of I always knew I was different mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but I I was kind of you know, felt that but I guess, like, yeah, the older I am, and I, and I, like, lived in Israel for a bit. Yeah, so you got a chance to, like, so I, like, ex- like experience that part of you as Totally, well. yeah. And, like, it's always still kind of a lingering thing of, like, maybe just move there for a bit. So that's that's part of it. How do you feel about that urge to move, that urge to, like, be like, oh, I should be there, I should be here, and, like, I feel like you have that kind of in a couple different places. Like, you have that in Israel, you have that in Vancouver, you have that here. How do you kind of navigate that and like decide what to do from moment to moment? Mm, sometimes they feel like fantasies mm. and then that feels bad because I like don't want it to be a fantasy. I want to actually like actualize it and do it. Yeah. And there'll be times where like, I mean, you know, COVID really screwed us up in that sense. But like I like like my cousin was got married this yeah. past week. And I remember like, I think it was like in junior May. I was like, I am going. Like yeah, I just I had this that. like craze of like, I need to go. Like mm-hmm. I need it. Obviously I'm. Here I am, but it's there's not like there's not much to there, there's not much to do. You just kind of like sit with it, and I think I just find ways to incorporate it into my life as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And I think like I still have this like fantasy that I'm like, oh, I'll live there for a few years at some point in my life. Yeah. Like I like still feel that I'm like, oh, in the next few years I'll go, but like I don't, I don't know, like I don't know if that's actually gonna happen. And I think that that kind of goes back to the idea of like what is home. Yeah. And the idea of home is so different for so many different people. You know, I think like classic is like the house you grew up in, but yeah. some people didn't grow up in like a classic, you know? So like sometimes I'm thinking like, okay, what's my, if my parents like sell their house and like move somewhere else, you know, and dwindle down or whatever, like it's like, what is going to be home then? Mm-hmm. I think about that often. Yeah. 
No, I definitely struggle with that same sort of idea of like, okay, should I move there for a couple of years, for a couple of months? Like that's always kind of my question. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad. Like when you said the fantasy thing, like it's so true. It's like kind of a fantasy that's always in your mind and you're trying to find ways to like continue both lives and at the same time because like at the same time you don't want to miss the life that you have here and the life that you the friends that you've made and like the career that you're making and all that kind of stuff but there is this sense of like wanting to experience all the things at the same time and Mm -hmm. I I think yeah that home question's a complex one and I think that's one that like people who have grown up and stayed in the same city may not have ever thought about but it's definitely something that I have thought about. And I always thought Argentina was home. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like my outward thing. I feel like as I, the more years we stayed, <laughs> the more I was like, okay, I guess we're staying here. And like, then it became like, this was more home. But there is this feeling when I get off the plane of I'm home. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that has to do a lot with like family and the people that you're around And so I feel like that might be like my home definition is like when you're around people like that are home. Right. And I think that even goes to like, like, I love what you just said about like family, because like, it's like, I didn't grow up with any family aside from my immediate family, Yeah, which was great. But like, and I love them and I like have three sisters and we're we're a big family is wonderful and I feel really lucky, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I didn't grow up with like grandparents around me, cousins, nothing. So there is an element of like. I also have a pretty big family back in Israel and it's like, they're all like really close around my age. I love them and they're, they love me, <laughs> but it's like, there's bonds that they've created that I just haven't. And mm-hmm. it's like, I know if I lived there, I'd be like best friends with them. But it's, I think also that discrepancy of like, you know, when there was like holidays at school and like people would like, Oh, I'm sleeping at my grandparents' house. I'll be like, what? Aww. Like, yeah. yeah like <laughs> <laughs> cries. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's definitely an aspect that I wanted to talk about is like that, like missing of families, missing of family events, like holidays and how they feel. Because, yeah, like for me, that was always like a big thing. Like we would always go back for Christmas as much as we could every year. Mm -hmm. And the years that we stayed and all my friends here were so excited. Christmas, go to my aunts, go to my grandma's, go to my cousins, go to like do all the things. And I would be just with my like immediate family here. And it was like extremely depressing. Right. Like at the same time, like I do feel very grateful because I feel like being the only family here, we became really close because it was just like, this is it. Like this is who we have. This is like who knows our culture, knows our like norms. These are the only people in the Northern Hemisphere that know it. But at the same time, it's like there is like such a difference in like the way that like a family like a holiday seems to me is completely different if I'm in Argentina or if I'm here. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So what I talk about your experience in that a little more. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we are a family of six. We are a family of six. And we, like we went a lot back, but not that often because mm-hmm. it's freaking expensive. Yeah. Um, the family of six also. Yeah. So we didn't like it. It wasn't a thing that we did yearly and so like yeah for holidays and stuff like that that's not you know not something we really did and like you know we'd have family friends kind of that we like would like do holidays with in Vancouver but like it's not the same so I think there's yeah there's elements of that that I you know definitely was you know jealous of or like a bit resentful that like I didn't have that growing up 
and and especially now like i it's just my grandma that i like grandmother that i have left in israel mm-hmm. like in terms of grandparents and that's also a huge reason why i'm all, all, often like i want to go back so it's just yeah. like i feel like i missed out a lot of time with her um and she is the raddest woman alive i feel like you yeah you still um, have such a beautiful like close relationship listen she has a new boyfriend every week i gotta <laughs> talk to her regularly because i need to keep up like there is Legend. just there is drama every week so it's like i'm it's great that we keep in touch but it's like i have to you know you must it's like it's like it's like, um, it's like keeping up with the with the grandma, with the grandma. <laughs> it's actually safta in hebrew oh i love yeah. that no i love it i feel like it's that god bless technology honestly because oh. that's the only way my grandma became expert level like she was like <laughs> commenting on my facebook pictures when facebook came out wall on my wall like call me call me. she knew she figured it out because she had to to like keep in contact with us for maybe she's listening honestly she listens to this sometimes hey grandma what's up um, but yeah like i it's definitely gives you an appreciation for family in a way that maybe a lot of people don't really feel if it's so close mm-hmm. and i think it also has shifted like my perspective on like when i was younger i used to be like i want to live anywhere in the world like i used to be like i'm gonna move and i'm gonna like start a family in spain <laughs> random like I would always have a new place wow but I feel like now as I've gotten older and also watching my parents dealing with like their parents getting older and everything like I feel like it's you want to stay close to your family because it's really hard yeah. to move around and to like not be there when like people are are getting older and going through life and not being able to share those things closely totally when my grandpa passed away that was a big thing that my dad struggled with of just like not being there there's like this guilt of like okay well they moved because there was war conflict like no like opportunity you know like it was moving for to create a better life or whatnot you Mm -hmm. know classic classic immigrant story but that came at an expense right yeah so i remember that like was a big and i think he still struggles with that of just like not not being able to been with him longer for sure for mm-hmm. sure i think that's something that like a, a pain that's like a very indescribable and not really talked about pain that you that you have to deal with when like someone close to you dies that you can't get to in time mm-hmm. or that you don't get to spend as much time with as you you wanted to and it's, it's really sad but yeah um, all for the better life yeah for the better life it's <laughs> <laughs> really sad so listen we're trying to we're trying to pull on people's heartstrings yeah we're really trying to just bring up all these emotional like we've had to deal with it so now you're so now you have to deal with it on your (laughs) thursday afternoon walk yeah you have to listen to her don't cry um yeah go hug your immigrant friend (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so let's talk about some of the fun stuff some of the funny stuff. Oh, we've got some funny we've stuff. We've got some store. hilarious things. So having parents who are immigrants. Oh, man. Things are different. Let me tell you that. Yeah. I didn't know they were different. But now reflecting back, I'm like, holy shit. Things were hilarious. It took my parents a while to get assimilated here in good old Canada. Um, and me and my brother had to deal and see with a lot of hilarious retrospectively hilarious things just even in the basic communication styles between (laughs) people on the street 
just language barriers, you know? Language language barriers. Language that's a, barriers. That's a big one. Yeah, let's start and, with language barriers. Okay, do your parents have accents? Yes, my parents have very tick. Very tick. Honestly, gotten a lot better through the yeah. years. My mom has like a Latina classic accent that you would expect. My yeah. dad has a very mysterious accent he does, because he right. went to like a British school in yeah, Argentina. So he confused. has like no one really knows where he's from. So he didn't have as much of a language barrier, although there are still language barrier things that like and like kind of cultural. What's the word? There's definitely a word. Like, for example, like he finds it funny that like everyone when you're walking by like in a grocery store, people are like, excuse me, excuse me. Right. And, like don't expect a, a response. So like the other day he like decided to like test and he was like, you're excused. <laughs> <laughs> and like someone looked at him like what the fuck? yeah yeah that's so funny yeah so like those are like the types of things that like those like little nuances that are very different for yeah totally yeah i'm like just like there's a million that's okay, running tell me through some my of your head stories. yeah it's it's those those language barriers for sure and like obviously like translations that just don't work in other languages that yes. work in some. yeah <laughs> like my mom for the longest time she stopped but because so she would always say how it was mm-hmm. instead of how was it yeah and it became this like constant that we make fun of her for but now i because i made fun of her for so long <laughs> it's natural it and be like how it was oh my god i'm dead <laughs> um so like certain certain things but yeah it's funny but with the like you mentioned about your dad cause, like my dad would do the same thing where he would just like test out things yes and like it's just people are super not like the culture is not warm we don't have a warm culture no y'all are fucking cold so it's like he would do things like that as well just kind of like trial and error just testing it out to see how people respond and people don't know what to do with humor with warmth with spontaneity let's just it's oh my god like i always used to get mad at my mom because obviously got socialized here in canada so i was uh, not part of that like full warmth that yeah argentinians have or like that openness right away and on the street in argentina you can walk up to anyone literally someone fucking on a bike you stop them and you say hey do you know a place where i can get my dress tailored and they'll be like yes you walk three blocks that way four (laughs) blocks to the left eight blocks to the right and then Take a little turn around, tell them, you know, uh, Maria, and then they will let you know that you have a 20% discount. Oh, my God. Like, straight up. That's yeah. how it is. Yeah. And my mom always used to be, like, here in Toronto, like, she would always ask people things. And that's not the vibe, right? Out no. here, it's like, look at your phone, figure it out yourself. And she would just, like, try and have conversations. And I would get so embarrassed and mad. And even, like, sometimes when we would go in, like, elevators, we'd be speaking in Spanish. And then when someone else would walk in, she would speak in English because she wanted to, like, engage them in the conversation. Oh, stop. <laughs> that is so cute. And I would, yeah, I honestly still. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, why are you speaking? No, I know why you're speaking in English, but don't speak English. But it's just, like, cultural differences. Like, yeah. it's trying to, like, start a kind of vibe wherever you are. Yeah. And that's fucking dope. But kind of start a party. Start a party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's so, definitely, like, the embarrassment aspect, for yeah. sure. The embarrassment of the accents. Like, okay, so my mother loves Siri. It's her best friend. And on one hand, I can make fun of it because it's hilarious. But on the other hand, it's actually really smart of her because typing and writing is hard you know mm. she types on her keyboard with one finger and like, oh my god I love so it. it's like 
it's actually a really great survival tactic for her to like be able just to speak and for someone to write the words and not having to spell, right? Love that. That is like the constant thing of like, Carmel, how do you spell this? How do you spell that? Mm. And of course, I like insert swear words and like penis or whatnot (laughs) (laughs) into words, but like now she's caught on to that. But when she sends her like mass Siri texts, they're like long and like so many words that don't belong. Often it's quite funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and there were times where I'd be embarrassed. Ema, I love you. Um, There'd be, I'd be embarrassed at times where it's like, she'll like send it to like a big email chain or like on Facebook, you know? But I think at this point, I'm just kind of like, you do you. Like F that, you know? Like it's nice to have that like moment of like, you yeah, no longer let, like, let embarrassed. her express herself yeah. like yeah yeah I feel like the other day I was realizing like I was shopping for something and I went to go exchange something and just like this there's like little scripts right that we each have totally. when we go into every kind of place like Starbucks or like if you go into so I was like switching these shoes and I was literally like hey how's it going okay good can you show me your receipt okay yeah pass that over and oh, oh what size sweetie okay I'll, I'll have them to you in two days okay yeah perfect it was all so quick like what's your email what's your membership blah 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 blah, blah. And it was all just like this quick sprint of a conversation totally. and like I was thinking I was like if my mom or my dad was in this conversation they would just be frozen they would say sorry yeah. what yeah who who like what do you need that's just like a thing like you wouldn't think about if you don't know like if you don't have immigrant parents or if you're not an immigrant yourself you wouldn't think about how like it really changes the way that you interact and so quickly totally totally yeah i don't know why i just thought of this but like (laughs) just on the same chain of like (laughs) things that i do now because of it my dad also has an accident and struggles in ways but um my mom adds adds like r's to things so mm-hmm. like literally the other day my dog was my dog was puking and she goes yeah the dog was vomiting all over <laughs> and it's like for the love of god where is there an r in vomit like oh my vomiting god. and I like varnable that. it's like it's there's like things oh it's so many things it's, i it's, love it's, hearing all my mom's mistakes now i but love it, it like i do it now it like screws <laughs> me over like i didn't I ask said, for this i said salmon for like way too fucking long yeah salmon yeah totally. like i literally said i said salmon and people were like what are you talking about i was like 20 years old like yeah salmon yeah the other thing i wanted to bring up was school lunches oh my god every immigrant kid will know this oh man what was yours what was the go-to every possible thing <laughs> of all time <laughs> Like, everyone would be there with their, like, PB&Js, like, in a little plastic mac baggie, cheese. mac and cheese, uh, like, snackables, lunchables, whatever those are called. And I would pull out my thermos <laughs> with, like, I don't even know, like, last night's dinner, which is yeah. something that, like, no one here would ever have eaten in their lives. And it was a whole experience. And that smells. that smells, smelled delicious, yeah. definitely. But it was like, oh, what is that smell? Yeah. That was such a thing. And totally. it, the embarrassment and like, fuck that. Why do, why do kids have to feel embarrassed? Like, I know, my heart. I know. Yeah. There was definitely an embarrassment there. Even like, like having sn- like snacks for people to come for play dates and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like... I don't know. Yeah, there would just be different food that's different. Yeah. Um, and different smells. Like we use cumin a lot. Yeah. And it has like a very strong, strong smell. Oh, that was a thing. Yeah. Like, oh, the school lunches. That. 
Yeah. Did you have anything that was like typical that you? Um, th- we would have majad- maj- a thing called majadra a lot. It's like rice, lentils, like fried onion, and like yogurt, mm. like tzatziki. Um, so that was like a that was like that's like Middle Eastern mac and cheese essentially. It's like the comfort food. That's yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, that would have a really strong like cumin smell to it. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely and fuck, I'd be like. It's like you'd have the the rice part of it, and then you'd have like the yogurt tzatziki in another part. So you'd have to like pour it on it, and sometimes like it'd be in like a Tupperware that like all spills all over. It was just like oh, it's just a scene. It was a scene. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah, I, mean, I think we also spoke about this of just like accents, mm-hmm. and like I think we're really honing in on the embarrassment part. At least I am, but like how our parents were perceived mm. in ways of just like having an accent. And like, yeah. I think like going back to like the whole, like being in public and that stuff like that, yeah. like I've just like, okay. And it made me so sad. I remember one time my dad was like, yeah, like people like speak really slowly to me and speak like really like enunciating everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, like to- it's like such a disrespectful thing to do, but totally. I remember I was having a, yeah I was having a conversation with my dad about that recently of just like, like his his like work life and yeah so I remember like that being a thing when when she was like when I was a kid and her communicating with people and her and like that sort of like frustration when people were speaking to her in such a, like a diminishing way or treating her like so badly mm-hmm. um, yeah and then that kind of feeling and responsibility I don't know if you felt that as like being a kid and like trying to oh totally com- like get in like communicate for them like yeah. come in and 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 like help so like to diffuse the tension or just to like help them manage like certain social situations and I feel like that's probably really hard as a parent to have to like watch that mm-hmm. I remember one time my mom literally said like I'm so smart in Spanish <laughs> like literally like no one you can't see it because yeah. it's like like completely different right totally but yeah my mom's done her master's now in English, <laughs> which is badass like she wrote a fucking 300 page thesis in english so she is a legend super woman super woman I yeah have, i have a funny story but please go my sister had her boyfriend over and he, they, either he was just leaving or just coming. I remember they were like at the front of the door, and they were just talking about like birthdays and star signs and things like that. And my mom goes, "So you're a virgin?" <laughs> and it's just dead silent. He's like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, you're a virgin, right?" Oh my god! She meant to say Virgo. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. He didn't come back. He never came back. <laughs> That's a fucking hilarious story. What did she think about it after? <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, we were like peeing our pants laughing. But at the time, I think my sister was like beyond humiliated. Beyond humiliated. Yeah. <laughs> or just like, in what world do you say that to someone? Yeah. <laughs> Let alone your potential son-in-law? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's so it's so nice to be past that phase of like humiliation. Totally. I hate that word. Like, it feels so mean to say that out loud. Like, I know. I felt actually guilty kind of saying that just yeah. now. I was like, like, yeah, as soon as I said it, I was like, no. 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 I know. But, like, I think there is, like, that certain, like, I mean, just like everybody else has, like, this when you're a kid and when you're in high school, you're like, I want to fit in. I want to be like everybody else. I want to be normal. Like, that's kind of the vibe. Mm-hmm. And 
obviously like anything that's differing from like what normal is considered here feels scary and feels very vulnerable and feels like like my mom used to scream on the side of soccer games same with my dad <laughs> like scream and I used to be so embarrassed yeah same yeah yeah <laughs> but my mom was definitely the funnest bitch out there yeah yeah for sure but I feel like that's something that like thankfully as an adult like now you figure out but like when you're a kid it's like really it can it can cringe you totally yeah. totally 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 I feel like something else that like you kind of get from like we moved when we moved here we had neighbors that were also immigrants mm. and my parents have like talked about this in the past and I've definitely felt this this sense of like how hard you work when you come from a different place and when you yeah when you move across the world leaving literally everything and decide to start fresh and that mentality and how it transfers to your kids and I feel like that is so real and just my parents are both the hardest workers and they really don't take things for granted which is like such admirable qualities that I've been able to like observe and have be my role models Mm -hmm. and like that I'm so like grateful that's literally like what's brought me where I am today and like being a hard worker is probably the best quality I have yeah yeah you have many great qualities but what are some uh, like amazing things that you've kind of noticed that like having immigrant parents has given you I mean I yeah I like I I wouldn't want it any other way um I think there's like an element of just like yeah like a really big appreciation for like everything and you know like I'm looking back sometimes and I'm just like like how do they do it kind of thing like my oldest sister was born in Israel two of us were born like right after each other when they first moved here Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's like my mom had no supports no friends like raising like three kids on her own two of them under the age of two like wow. it was just like yeah sometimes i'm just like holy crap like how did you do that so i think there's like a really big admiration and just like 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 wow mm-hmm. you are you are incredible um and i think there's there's also an element of like like neither of my parents did grad, like did post-secondary education mm-hmm. um so i think there's there was like i think that like is an interesting aspect in how it's like you know like I'm the first person in my family that's gotten a master's which is kind of wow. which is kind of cool yeah. um but it but I think it's also just like I think I've also realized like that's like of course education is so important and such a huge value mm-hmm. but that's not the only thing yeah or, or not only that it's like people can have those qualities and it, you don't need them certificate for it 100%. like i feel like my dad's one of the most brilliant people i know and he literally could have been a doctor a physiotherapist a like scientist like he could have you know if he if he did those things mm-hmm. and sometimes we talk about that and it's like kind of this like sad thing but you know obviously he like sacrificed things and and has has done other things um but i think yeah i think that that kind of goes into that same thing of just being like so in awe and admired and like seeing seeing things a little in different perspectives and yeah totally totally i love that and of course he's brilliant because he had you oh stop it (laughs) (laughs) but no it's so true i think like i feel like it's really important to be grateful all the time i think that's something that everybody should like learn but i think like it it's probably something that comes a bit easier and more naturally to us because we've seen like 
such sacrifices and such strength and determination no matter Mm. what and like reliance on like only a few people like I'm so grateful to be have so many friends that I have to hold me up but my parents literally came here with no friends and like nothing yeah and they had to hold each other up and they had to hold themselves up and just do it all and hold you guys up yeah hold us up and all that and like it really does show you like how strong people can be and how much they can like get through and get past and not just come out the other side like surviving but like thriving and like having a great life and happiness and all those things and so it's so inspiring and I'm so grateful and to have them yeah parent appreciation appreciation yeah yeah I think it's 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 a really beautiful beautiful thing like sometimes I always like I think about like why is there like with most of my friends that have immigrant parents I have this like different connection with and it's one of those things that I, I can't really put my finger on but maybe you just maybe you just put the finger on it it's just, it's just this like yeah. strength and resiliency that um everyone all of you are strong and resilient in like your own ways um, <laughs> but i think it's just like a, a specific kind yeah um, that 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 we share in common i think there's also like an understanding of like the world isn't as stable and safe as like maybe mm. you have felt it is in canada I like I think there's just like this like my parents have transmitted it to me I've also seen it being in Argentina and seeing like the economic disparity seeing like poverty right in front of your eyes like all these kinds of things and seeing like governments that can be corrupt and police that can be corrupt and and all these things that maybe happen in a more subtle way here but they happen so in front of your face that you don't my parents don't assume that the government knows what they're talking about just because they're the government, you know? And like, that's kind of just a huge different perspective that like maybe a lot of people don't not, don't naturally go to because there is a sense of stability and trust here that doesn't exist. And even like same with like going into a cab, like here it's like, we just assume that it's safe there. It's like you, you have to have a cab that you know that come pick you up because if not, you could get like literally taken like right and this kind of feeling of of safety is very very different and it gives me an appreciation from when I'm here but it also gives me an understanding of like how much there is outside of just here totally. and it's not so far away from like who I am as a person yeah yeah do you feel like your parents have like developed a sense of like community in Vancouver oh, that's a good question um it's yeah it's it's I think I, I I talked with my parents recently about this because I think in some ways, again, I'm not a math person, but I think they've <laughs> lived <laughs> they've lived in Vancouver longer at this point have lived there in Vancouver longer than they lived in Israel. Yeah. So in some ways, I'm like sometimes I'll be like, so what are you like? Are you Canadian? Are you Israeli? Yeah. Like what? Like what's home? And I've definitely asked that before, but like what is home for you? And I think they they definitely struggle with that question. Because in a lot of ways, they left the place for a reason. Yeah. They also love the place. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if I'm talking about having this duality, my, I think, oh my God, I think yeah. they really struggled with that duality too. I Yeah, they've definitely, yeah, they've definitely established a community and people there. And in some ways, I can't picture, like my mom, I can picture her in Israel, but like, mm-hmm. it's like, she's like, there's parts of Vancouver and Canada that are like, that's just a part of her now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is quite, you know. A, a conundrum of sorts but yeah they have established a, a, you know 
most of their friends are still in Israel. Like their best friends. Yeah. I I see it in like both my parents, like the duality of what their identities are. And like, I think they're, they're main, like when I see them reunite with Argentinian friends, it's like best friends. Like that moment when you walk into a, a pre and you, you see all your friends your and you're pals. just all your pals and you're just in love you know you have that moment i see that with my parents when they're home and they're so happy and like so excited yeah they have for sure like a community here of like people that support them and stuff and and there's also like a different sides of them that come out like there's definitely like like especially my mom i feel like has two different like actually honestly both of them yeah um yeah. but yeah like it's definitely more than like i feel that feeling they of light being split. up they light up is they how light I think up. of it. Yeah. It's just they're like, full. Like they're they just like it's just um a switch in some ways. Yeah. Um, but in the same way that I was just explaining how like having their like having the Argentinian side of me has given me a wider perspective of the world. I think that having this Canadian side has given them a way wider perspective of the world. Yes, for sure. Because Argentina is, they think they are the epicenter of the world. Yes. As totally. a lot of countries do, but yeah. at Argentinians, we think we are. Yeah. Like the, oh, everyone knows who we are. No one knows who we are. <laughs> I remember being a kid and being like, oh yeah, I'm from Argentina. They'd be like, where? What? What? Someone <laughs> the other day said to me, I was like, stop. <laughs> Sorry if you're stop listening. Stop it. But, I was like, oh, yeah, like, whatever, go to Argentina. And they were like, how long's the flight? Like, wh- one or two hours? <gasps> I was like, where the fuck do you think Argentina is? <laughs> what? Um, oh, so shame. clearly not. Yeah, that was that was not brightest moment. But um, <laughs> clearly, clearly not the epicenter of the world. But I think it also, like, there's just such a specific culture, a specific mindset, a specific way of seeing things. And now my parents, like, when they go back, we all notice it. We notice it when we're hanging out with people. It's like, oh, there's a very, very specific way of doing things here. And, like, we don't now completely align with that as well. So there's so much complexity to it. There's there's a lot of complexity there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, All right, final question. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, let's do it. If you wake up, you're having a bad day, you're not feeling your best, what's something that you do to make yourself feel better? Can I give two answers? Of course. Depends what kind of day. But I don't automatically do this, but if we're on the same theme of, you know, family, FaceTiming my grandma is is a riot. That's true. And that will often, like, you know, just give me perspective and she'll just say, like, crazy stuff. And um, a lot of, like a lot of just like like i love you you're amazing you're the star of this world like <laughs> oh my god we all need no, that she'll just like my like you know she'll just say things like that and she'll just like i think in the same way of just um she'll just lighten things up mm-hmm. um and if i'm like i think another thing i'll do if i'm like having like an angsty day like i think going on a run like putting on some m&m just Ooh. like like just feeling like i'm in a movie had a lot of runners lately yeah 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 just like oh. um, if it's raining it's even better it just like really gets in there i thought you were gonna say bike honestly that's for when i'm feeling good oh true true <laughs> reserved for only feeling good no 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 that's not true um love that that's yeah. a great answer Thanks. Those are great answers together. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for having me. Bye. 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 Ciao. <laughs>
Alright.